With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. People in town take me out all night long. All right, welcome into the uh, Whiskey 61 podcast. I'm your host, Bo Bounds, and we are super excited to have a uh, very special guest and a rock star in the cigar industry. And he is Rocky Patel joining us live. Uh, from Startville, Mississippi, and Spring Street Cigars. Rocky, welcome. How are you? Great, Bo. Pleasure to be here. It's uh, a nice, brisk day today, and uh, enjoying a fine decade, and I got a little scotch, so uh, not a bad way to start off the Saturday. I think we're doing well. Yeah. Uh, so glad that you're here. Welcome to SEC country. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm typically a Big Ten guy, but... Uh, it's, uh, living down in Florida, you get exposed to a lot of SEC sports. So, all right, tell me about the Big Ten, Ty. Well, I mean, I grew up in Wisconsin. I went to high school in Green Bay. I went to undergrad and graduate school at the University of Wisconsin. Badger. So, I'm a Badger. Boy. Badger, Packer, Brewer, Bucks, all of the above. Wow. Russell Wilson. There you go. Barry Alvarez. There, yeah, Barry Alvarez, good friend, big cigar smoker. Great coach. Yeah. I mean, when I went to school there, we barely won two games Y'all at a time. Y'all weren't good. What and then he it was did. Barry Alvarez that yep. changed the entire program uh, for athletics at uh, University of Wisconsin. And now they got a great program for many sports across the board. Yeah. So the for basketball him, team's playing well. I oh, mean, yeah. the football team had a down year, but, you know, can't seem to find a quarterback. It's all about know. the QB. Yeah. Um, and then it was depressing. I was in Green Bay for the Packer game last weekend. They just dominated on defense, dominated the game, and the special teams just threw it away. So that was terrible. Yeah. So um, that was probably one of the hardest losses I've dealt with in my life outside of the Seattle loss when we were up by 21 points yeah. at the NFC Championship. So it's been tough. Aaron can't catch a break, and it seems like they had no imagination on offense. I don't know what happened to all their misdirectional plays they had all season, and 
just got ahead and they just thought that San Francisco wasn't going to score. And then we had the faked, uh, the blocked field goal and then the blocked punt. And it was just like a bad nightmare all over. Yeah, you know, you're in Brett Favre country. Exactly. So, Down in Kill Mississippi, absolutely. not too far away. Yeah. yeah, so we have a lot of Green Bay Packers yeah. fans in the state of Mississippi that over the years went up there and, and went to Lambeau and, and did the whole deal. Yeah, I was cheering for Aaron in Green Bay. Blake here is not a Green Bay Packers fan. No. He's a Dallas Cowboys fan. Oh, well, Dallas Cowboys, they can't win anything as long as they serve sushi <laughs> in their stadium. I've always said this. Ever since Jerry Jones served sushi in his stadium, he's never going to yeah. win anything. That doesn't mix with football. Yeah. Got to go pork chops and ribeyes and stuff. Bratwurst. Yeah, but that's right. Yeah. The blue plates. Can't serve sushi at a football stadium. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So, uh, all right, I, we've interviewed you before. Yeah, it's been a while. But it's been a while. Yeah. And I still think your story is remarkable. From entertainment lawyer. Correct. To Rocky Patel cigars and the premium cigars that y'all produce and to go on and have a super successful career in the cigar and entertainment industry. Um, but I do have to know this. All right, when when did you get the bug that eventually took you to leaving law and starting Rocky Patel Cigars? Well, I mean, it kind of happened in phases, right? So uh, the fact that I was working in the movie entertainment industry, you're always waiting on the, the sets, waiting for lighting, sound, makeup, killing time and, you know, all the celebrities were smoking cigars, so I started smoking cigars. There was a private cigar lounge opened up down my, down the street from my office in Beverly Hills called the Grand Havana Room, and I'd go there after work, smoke a cigar, relax. A lot of the celebrities ended up joining. And then somebody approached me years later to invest in their little cigar company called Indian Tobacco, and uh, I invested in this company, and we were making some cigars, but I kept writing checks, not getting anything back. So I took over this company and everyone said, forget it. You know nothing about cigars. This is a business that's typically handed down from generation to generation. You'll never get your money back, blah, blah, blah. I said, bullshit, I'm getting my money back. So <laughs> I went to Honduras, Nicaragua, Dominican, spent a lot of time down there asking a lot of dumb questions, working in the farms and the curing and the fermentation, uh, making hundreds and hundreds of blends. And after about seven, eight years, I started getting the hang of it. And I literally launched it out of my garage in L.A. with three employees and then worked relentlessly for 25 years, sacrificing family, friends, relationships to build the brand. And now we've got several thousand people working for us. Did you ever envision that it would turn into what it has today? No, I mean, I never thought it would be that big, but I, you know, I, 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 I didn't know that I was going to make something uh, successful out of it, but certainly not to the extent it is now. Um, I, I just don't take no for an answer. And so I was quite driven and pretty ambitious. And, uh, you know, and like I said, I sacrificed a lot to get here. So when, you know, you go to New York and L.A., uh, obviously you've got burn in Atlanta and Pittsburgh and Naples and so on. It's not surprising that we have amazing cigar shops in major metropolitan areas. But the last 25 years, things have changed. And they're kind of like Madison, Wisconsin. There are amazing cigar shops opening up in Starkville, Mississippi, and, you know, rural America. Does that surprise you? And, and how cool is that for you and your company and business? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's great to see, you know. 
Uh, I remember a couple decades ago, you went to cigar lounges and they were dark, dungeony, mm. uh, smoke-filled, leather, bunch of old guys sitting around smoking cigars. And now I think that people have realized that, you know, it's cool to have a great, sexy environment to be able to enjoy a cigar, have yeah. a bourbon, a scotch, glass of wine. And so, you know, we've managed to do that with our burn lounges. Uh, they're very, very eclectic. Uh, they're fun. Over 50% of our customers are women because they enjoy the beautiful architecture and design, the music, uh, you know, the, the beautiful furniture and, you know, the way everything is uh, just appointed. And so, you know, it's great to see this now, even in small cities and towns like Starkville, like we are here. Uh, it's great that people are afforded the opportunity uh, to have a nice venue to be able to smoke a cigar with good air and a beautiful surrounding and nice atmosphere. So people, you know, now are drinking craft beers. They're enjoying single malt scotches. They enjoy bourbons. They're enjoying the whiskeys, cigars. And they, they realize that it, it's an important aspect and lifestyle. So it's good to see nice places popping up all over the country that pay homage and respect to the art and cottage industry that we call premium cigars. See, all right, that's interesting. So it, the last 15 or so years, I mean, the cigar boom happened in the 90s, but continued to evolve. And then you look at the last 15 or so years with what you just referenced, the boom in boutique bourbon, boutique tequila, right. even more specialized blended wine and so on. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool how the two have grown together. Absolutely. Listen, when I went to college, we were drinking pitchers of beer for a dollar fifty, right? <laughs> <laughs> we we're trying to find the cheapest case beer, pop off vodka, and all the cheap Wapatuli punch and whatever we were for. Sure. Now these kids are driving around in BMWs and Mercedes. They're drinking craft beers and bourbons, and you know we were eating at Taco Bell. They're eating at you know gastro lounges. Uh, right. The world has changed, you know. Uh, we've spoiled these young kids, you know, uh, with a much better life. I was driving, I was riding around on a 10-speed bike all through college. Uh, it wasn't a graduate school that I got a Honda Prelude. And now these kids are driving around in fancy crowd hey, cars. So 1987, a Prelude was badass. Exactly. <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah, that's what I had. Exactly. It was. Yeah. I mean, I got my license in 88 or 89, and my buddy of mine got a Honda Prelude. I was like, that's mm -hmm. like a luxury vehicle. So, yeah, the times have changed. People are, you know, no longer drinking pitchers of beer for a dollar fifty. Yeah. They're looking for all these cool craft beers. They're looking for craft bourbons and pairing them. Pairing them with, you know, Mild, they no medium longer want to smoke cigarettes. They're looking for nice cigars. Uh, it's amazing how much college students are starting to appreciate a nice cigar and enjoying it. So, uh, you know, this new era and this new generation is looking for the nicer things in life. And they're taking the time to enjoy, which is good to see. It's true. Absolutely. It's, true. it's quality Pat and not quantity. Yes. Yes. We talk about that on the show all the time. Rocky Patel joining us on the Whiskey 61 podcast, RockyPatel.com. Um, so when you, you're talking about the experience, I mean, that that's what everybody in your industry is selling, right? The experience right. of smoking a cigar with a friend with a buddy on the golf course, with a client, potential client. And I think that's maybe is what's lost for those that maybe haven't tried smoking a cigar. You actually get to sit down and create an experience and a conversation. That's the only, I mean, cigars is the only thing that I know that brings people together. 
I mean, you think about it, regardless of what race, religion, culture, doesn't matter if you're a blue collar worker, if you're an athlete or, uh, you know, uh, a professional, you, you have a cigar, it's a common bond. It brings people together and they talk about life, politics, sports. Uh, it's amazing in this day and world when there's so much, you know, conflict. I've always said this, you put Putin together with, uh, well, not Biden, but with any other president and, uh, you know, give him a, a whiskey and a cigar, you could solve a lot of the world's problems. And uh, it's amazing how it builds an automatic friendship, whether you're on an airplane or whether you are just at a cigar lounge, you sit next to somebody and you automatically make friends. You never see uh, people uh, fighting amongst each other when they're smoking a cigar. It True. just cultivates friendships, relationships anywhere in the world. And that's the beauty about it. Yeah, you won't see any of that today. No. At, at this get together or, or party. Regardless right. if you're from Mississippi State or Ole Miss. That's right. right. That's right. We're going to get Rocky. They're all down there. Before he, uh, we wrap it up, we'll get Rocky to say Hell State for us. Because he's in, he's in the town of the defending national champions for baseball. That's what I heard. In Mississippi State. Yeah. Um, so, I've read this about you. How many days a year? COVID may have put a little bit of uh, kink into this. But, but weren't you averaging like? 290, 300 days a year on the road, right? Yeah, well, uh, I hit 700 cities in 800 days once. And so, you know, I, I built this brand, <clears throat> Burning Shoe Leather, living on the road, just visiting cigar shop after cigar shop, being down at the factories, hosting people, you know, working on quality control and consistency, and then being out in the retail shops, cultivating relationships, not only with the consumers, but also the retailers, to, you know, show them how dedicated I was to the brand and, you know, the spending time talking about, you know, how hard we work on consistency and quality and, and, and making sure we select the finest tobaccos and how we keep our blends consistent from year to year. And so, yeah, I spent a good 20 years of my life doing that, building the brand just by cultivating those relationships. And <clears throat> is that the biggest challenge? Consistency? Quality? Yeah, I mean, when you make that many cigars as we do, you know, uh, it's very, very challenging to make sure that every cigar is exactly the same. I mean, crop to crop, the weather changes, uh, you know, and uh, even though you have the same seed with the same curing and the same fermentation and same fertilization, year to year, if you have more rain one year and less rain the other year, you're gonna have a little difference in the way the crop tastes, just like you do with the wineries, you know. One vintage is better than the other. Sure. It's the same seed seedling in the same uh, vineyard but Mother Nature plays a role, and same thing happens. So like mad scientists, we're always playing around with the primings in the tobacco plant because the cigar smoker, if they're smoking the Decade or Vintage or whatever brand, they expect the cigar to be exactly the same year to year. Sure. So we work very hard to change the primings around and play around with it to try and capture the same taste year to year, even though the tobacco that's delivered from the farm is a little different because maybe we got a little less rain or maybe too much rain. Right. So we're playing and working at it. It's not a perfect science, but we work hard at it. How many times a year do you make it back to check on so the manuscript? I used to go every other week down to our factories in Honduras and Nicaragua. And now we've got a very good team in place, so I go down once a quarter. Good. But um, I used to, for years and years, I went every other week. It was a, it was a long, tough trip because you'd fly from Miami into Tegucigalpa, which is the capital of Honduras, and then you'd drive through pothole roads for about two hours, 
and very difficult mountainous roads, dangerous. Uh, and so it was, it was a tough ride and tough trip. All right, let's talk golf. Yep. Rocky Patel on the Whiskey 61 podcast. Uh, how much golf have you been playing? Well, I played quite a bit through COVID, and then in the last eight months, I haven't played so much. So I want to get back at it uh, in a few weeks, and uh, I've got the bug again. So, uh, you know, I enjoy it very, very much. For the first time after uh, many years, I took a lesson, and it's helped my game tremendously. So, uh, you know, um, I'm playing down around about 12 and a half right now. So um, I want to get in single digits. Uh, it's just a matter of playing more and spending more time. But uh, I love the game. It's a great game. So I'm dedicated to get down in single digits in the next year. All right. So what, what's in the bag? What, what are you playing with? So right now I've got some calorie Mavericks. Those are my irons. And i got Ping Woods. And, um, yeah, I actually had a very, very interesting foursome three months ago. Uh, so I was down at Michael Jordan's course called The Grove down in Jupiter. And uh, next thing I know, I'm on the uh, driving range, and uh, somebody taps me on the shoulder, and it's President Obama. And he goes, do you mind if uh, you know, I hit some balls with you? And then a few minutes later, it's Phil Mickelson. And so <laughs> long behold short, we ended up playing golf with uh, – uh, Phil Mickelson, President Obama, um, uh, Justin Thomas, and Ricky Fowler. Good grief. That was great. Yeah. I'm not sure you'll match that again, right? I know. That's going to be tough. Okay, so what was it like to spend three-plus hours with President Obama? I mean, we'll get to you Phil know, Mickelson he, talking you know, I don't necessarily agree. I don't necessarily agree <laughs> with his politics, but I'll tell you, he was a very jovial, fun um polarizing guy and he was great it was like being on a basketball court uh with them he's like you boys ain't kicking my butt today you know uh but uh he, he was funny very competitive friendly uh really really nice fun man enjoyable to play golf with him all right so phil is even hilarious. though he's tried to destroy our entire cigar industry but yeah, yeah I've, I've read all about that and yeah all right so phil mickelson is uh <laughs> hilarious on social media he's one of the greatest golfers to ever play and he really understands you know mixing it up with the fans and so on uh what was it like to play with him and and does he want to gamble the whole time and is he a trash talker the whole time well he does he does talk trash and he does like to gamble and that was being uh it was being pushed by president obama but uh i will say this you know i'd heard mixed reviews about phil uh, he's obviously very polite on camera, and I'd heard he's really not so nice. Uh, but I'll tell you, he was very kind. He was very fun. Um, he was very engaging, uh, very polite, very helpful. Uh, he was funny and charming, so I had uh, a great time with him. Uh, Justin and Ricky were pretty quiet, but were I've they? actually played with them before out in Baker's Bay in the Bahamas uh, a couple times, and they're really nice guys, and they're really down-to-earth and, and very humble. Uh, so um, uh, I would say that uh, uh, between President Obama and Phil Mickelson, uh, they, they carried uh, <laughs> they, they carried the foursome with the comedy. And they were they were quiet. Justin uh, Thomas, Justin and Ricky, and Ricky were pretty quiet. Yeah, they were just quiet, and and uh, they were going along with the ride. And you know, and and President Obama and Phil, their personalities definitely dominated. <laughs> they were going at it back and forth with each other what i mean is 
smoking a cigar in a setting like this is great. Smoking a cigar anytime, but after dinner and so on, back patio, back porch, fire pit, all that. But uh, it's nothing better than starting a round of golf, cutting a cigar and, and lighting it and getting into the round. I know you, you have to enjoy that. Oh, it's great. I mean, I love, you know, I've played in a lot of programs with a lot of good people. You know, I played uh, with Michael Jordan. I played with uh, Aaron Rodgers. I played with uh, a lot of the athletes. And uh, uh, what's his name that hits the ball a ton right now? Uh, uh, Bryson. Yeah, DeChambeau. DeChambeau. So I actually <laughs> played with DeChambeau before he was all jacked up. And, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> but he was a really nice guy, too. Really pleasant, really nice. He'd give you tips. And uh, so most of them, been, you know, I played with Steve Stricker. Uh, he's been, he's just pretty quiet. But uh, Ernie Els and a lot of guys. And uh, they're mostly very pleasant, very nice. It's fun to play with them. It, it makes you not want to play the game when you play with them. They're that good. Sure. You know, they're just pounding the ball way over 300 yards, and I'm trying to get it at 250. So uh, they play a whole different game. Uh, so that's disheartening when you see those guys play because it makes you feel like you don't even know how to play the game. But uh, they're, they're that good. So Rocky Patel joining us on the Whiskey 61 podcast. Were, were you in – were you intimidated when you were playing with Michael Jordan? No, I wouldn't say in, intrigued more than intimidated. Uh, you know, he's fun. He loves to smoke cigars. He loves to bet. He likes to joke around. Uh, you know, there are certain guys that get quite seriously, but most of those guys are pretty fun. And, and the tour players, when they're playing the pro-ams, they're pretty helpful and they're a lot of fun. But uh, they just play a whole different game. It's just, you know, it, I don't know. It, it is disheartening. you <laughs> like... It, you just don't want to hit, you know, after you see them hit the ball. I can't imagine. Yeah. So, um, have you played in the Ernie Els tournament? I do the Els for autism. Yeah, yeah. So, we Marvin we help Schenken. sponsor that with Marvin Shankin and Dave Savona and the guys. So, yeah. we've been there quite a few times. And then mm-hmm. uh, the Shark Shootouts in Naples, Florida. So, we're quite involved with that. And then we used to sponsor Rocco Media on the Senior Tour. And so, on the Champions Tour. So, play with him quite a bit we've had him on the show he's a character he's hilarious yeah he's a character man he's he's wide open he'll say whatever oh yeah he's not a great interview yeah because you can ask him one question he stopped drinking now so he's lost a lot of weight but uh Ah. he used to drink two full glasses of vodka before he went out there and played you know but uh Rocco's uh he's a trip Rocky Patel joining us on the Whiskey 61 podcast all right so what is your what is your go-to Rocky well, Patel right cigar? Now, I mean, I keep moving around. Changes is uh, my taste profile changes uh, every three, four months. And right now, I'm very much enjoying the Rocky Patel 60th. Uh, we released that last year to celebrate my 60th birthday. Uh, it's a Habano, a San Andreas wrapper from Mexico. It's got special fillers from our farms in Esteli, Nicaragua, and from Condega and Jalapa. Uh, the cigar is aged for two years after it's rolled in our humidors in Nicaragua. That make, makes it very, very special. So it's rich, decadent, but well-balanced. Lots of caramel, coffee, espresso notes. Uh, beautifully oily box press cigar. Okay. All right. So, uh, by the way, we want to give a shout-out to John Higgins and Spring Street Cigars for hosting us yes. today and allowing us to interview Rocky Patel, who's about to start uh, handshaking and doing a bunch of stuff here today. Um, all right. So, as you, you're a big football fan. Correct. 
Wisconsin Badgers, Green Bay Packers, which I love. We're our show is ninety percent football. Okay. All right. So we we're heavy SEC football, and then the Saints are two and a half hours away. And, Correct. And now that Dak Prescott, who's tied to Mississippi State, was drafted by the Cowboys, right. and you can get there in an hour on a plane or five hours something on the road. We talk Cowboys and so on. What is your What's your second favorite sport? Is it golf or is it hoops or baseball or something else? I mean, uh, obviously football is number one, uh, pro in college. And then uh, I enjoy college basketball quite a bit. Nice. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks, of course, you know, they won Sydney the world Moncrief. championship. I remember Sydney Moncrief. I had so a poster was, of him when I was a kid on the he wall. He was great. He was great. Didn't he go to Arkansas? He did. You yeah, Sydney Moncrief. He was great buck. I they played, they played with Marcus Johnson, Junior Bridgman. You know, back then, all those. I was uh, seven years old. Sidney Moncrief was I remember, my guy. Yeah, Sidney Moncrief was a stud. Yeah, I remember him very much. I and, mean, we went to the playoffs all the time and lost to Boston. Yes, because Bird, Every Mikhail, time, yeah, Parrish. all those guys were there, and we'd lose in the Eastern Conference playoffs all the time. And we had Junior Bridgman, Marcus Johnson, Sidney Moncrief, uh, winners. Mm-hmm. Um Bob, uh, the big guy, uh, Bob, Bob, Bob. Oh, uh, oh, I know who you're talking uh, about. I'll, I'll think uh, of yeah, it in yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big so center. What's it like to be uh, defending world champions? I like it. You know, it was interesting. This is a great story. So I'm in Athens, Greece. I went to Greece this summer with my girlfriend, and I'm there and took my parents, and we hung out. We spent two weeks over there, and I decided to do a cigar dinner in Athens, and it's sponsored <clears> – <throat> Uh, by these local retailers in Athens, and the address is um, one Acropolis. It's on top of this five-story building on the penthouse, and uh, they have sushi, and they've got all these single malt scotches and bourbons, and about 35 guys gathered, smoke cigars. And then the owner of the building goes, uh, where are you from? I said, well, I'm from you know uh, Naples, Florida, but I grew up in Wisconsin. He goes, you got to be kidding. Guess who lives here and who's coming to the to the cigar party <clears throat> and it was like the entire milwaukee bucks team was in athens and they were being celebrated by the mayor of athens and so giannis and the whole group so giannis lived in the building and he had the penthouse there and i'm actually smoking my cigar and getting a tour walking around his penthouse and showing everybody look i'm in giannis's place smoking a cigar and sure enough they showed up to our rooftop party and smoked cigars with us and here I'm in Athens, Greece, with the Milwaukee Bucks after they won no the world way. championship. Yeah. No way. Yep. I got a video right had here you, to show you. Had you met him before? <clears throat> First time. Out of the blue in Athens. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's been a so, good year for yeah. So Mississippi State wins it in baseball, and his and Rocky's Milwaukee Bucks win it. In, and usually the small market teams, it's just a struggle oh, yeah. because the others can, can land the big boys, the Lakers and so on. Well, I remember when I moved to this country in 1974, we signed up for season tickets and I finally got to the Packers and I finally got them about seven years ago. So How about that? I got four tickets. My dad got four tickets and my brother was supposed to get four, but my brother didn't fill out his change of address form. So I called up Mark Mark Wagner at the Packer ticket office. I said, where's my brother's tickets? Come on, you know how he is. You know, he made a mistake on his change of address. He goes, sorry, I can't help you. I go, when will you get him next? He goes, in 112 years. So it's a 112-year waiting list for Packer tickets. Now, mind you, the population of the entire town is 100,000 people. And the stadium holds 
88,000. So you can imagine that, you know, there's a 112 year waiting list for season Packer tickets. Isn't that incredible? <clears throat> smallest market in the yeah. NFL. Saints are second uh, smallest market, yet they've been winning and winning. Rocky Patel joining us on the Whiskey 61 podcast. Well, uh, look, I could go on and on, but I really appreciate you giving us some time today. My pleasure, Bo. Great Love your cigars. You. Thank you. What y'all are doing is great. What you're doing for the industry is great. And also, we appreciate you coming to a small town like this, hanging out, sharing your story, and smoking cigars with, with people who enjoy your product. My pleasure. Great to be here, and thanks for having me. That's how we built our brand, Hail State. There you go. I love it. Rocky Patel, Rocky Patel Premium Cigars, joining us on the Whiskey 61 podcast from Spring Street Cigars in Starkville, Mississippi. Well, I know most people in town take me out all night long. Well, I know most people in town take me out all night long. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.